everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am just ecstatic over the wonderful parodies and commentary from this episode's uh, things, I guess. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't fake enthusiasm for this episode, Robbie. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really inspire it, to be perfectly frank. No. I think I like it more than you, and I'm still like, it doesn't make me, like, it doesn't excite me. Um, what do we do? I say, hi, thank you. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can access all of our bonus material, a bunch of bonus podcasts, new episode reviews for The Simpsons, and we do King of the Hill, and we do Bob's Burgers, and we did a bunch of Rick and Morty, and bonus episodes monthly. Uh, and you can answer, you can tell us your thoughts on the, the episodes as we watch them. I'll read them on, on this very own podcast. I have some of them this week. This week's episode is Triassic Horror 16, originally aired November 6th, 2005, written by Mark Wilmore, directed by David Silverman, received a 6.5 rating with 11.7 million viewers, guest stars Terry Bradshaw as himself and Dennis Rodman as himself. I can... The, Derry Bradshaw makes sense for what he's doing. Dennis Rodman, odd. odd. I mean, maybe it really was community service, like he said. No, I, Matt, Matt. That I know you're going to tell me that was supposed to be a joke. That was but... supposed to be a joke because Dennis Rodman, uh, you know, was a ne'er do well. He wasn't even that famous by this point. 2005, he probably wasn't. I believe he was at the tail end of his career. Um, yeah, exactly. So, far episode. Uh, we get an intro, which is a baseball game. I'm Robbie. Are you a baseball fan? I'm. I'm not. I used to be. I was once upon a time. Very. I really liked baseball. I watched a lot of it. Um. Now I'm just. I'm kind of okay with it. I would watch it if it was on. If someone else was watching it, I'd be like, oh, sure. Let's watch the baseball. Uh, baseball is boring. Matt, did you know that? I did know that. Uh, I would like to point out that playing baseball is a lot of fun i really enjoy playing baseball uh but watching baseball is just absolutely interesting. i'm gonna say that first anyone maybe like there are hardcore baseball fans who will happily just devour baseball and not do anything else but baseball ideally is consumed while you're doing something else that is true it's like it's you have your phone and you're playing a game or you're reading a book and baseball's on or you're trying you want to take a nap and baseball's on. Perfect. It's just, it's nice and mellow, and you can kind of just drift. It's a perfect Saturday afternoon nap television. That and NASCAR, both are very good napping sports. Um, But that is the joke. Uh, And I don't mind a single, singular baseball game is boring joke. I do mind it when it takes two minutes. Because that's what this is. It's two minutes of boring, baseball's boring joke. Uh, yeah, it's like we, they put the clips together and they were just a couple minutes short and they were like, eh, let's throw something weird in here. I mean, it gets King Codis in the episode, which I, they were at this point still very concerned with it, having it King Codis in every episode. But that's the, the there's a two minute intro where we watch a baseball game. King and Codis are watching a baseball game. They get bored. Uh, and so they speed it up with a ray and open up a vortex that devours everything. And they leave a note. That is the title of the episode. Trials of Horror 16. Um 
There's also a joke in here about the OC, Matt, if you're wondering. They really had a lot of OC jokes. The OC jokes in the I really feel like it was just like the the it show in the early 2000s. It was like one, uh, like I don't want to say prestige, but it was kind of like one of the first no, prestige dramas no, that no, everyone was no, watching. No, no. OC was not prestige drama. OC is a soap opera. It's not prestige. It's not. This is not Breaking Bad. No, okay, but I mean, it was one of the the first dramas that people looked at and were like, "Oh, this is this is this is pretty this good." Is, kind uh, of thing. OC is Melrose Place, Matt. They don't give me that. I don't want to hear it. I guess they're just like uh, in the. They made Melrose Place jokes. Now they're doing OC jokes. Uh, it was on also on Fox, which I think they just purposely pointed at Fox shows. It doesn't matter. We begin uh, our first. Our first there's but there's no this is the there's no frame narrative in this there are just stories introduced no and I know they I don't know that I I I like the frames I like the kids telling stories <laughs> I like that I like even Marge going out and giving a little spiel I like Bart like I have none of these hold the same charm to me as the people themselves telling the stories. Um, the first one is titled, at two minutes and five seconds, Bartificial Intelligence, which is a very loose parody of artificial intelligence, AI. It doesn't really follow the plot much at all. No, uh, it is basically, hey, wouldn't it be weird if Bart got replaced? That's, and then, that's pretty much it. And then Bart comes back and has to fight the robot, I guess. Uh, we start with Bart and, Bart and Lisa are being babysat by ba- Patty and Selma. I guess, but Marge is also there. They're over at Patty and Selma's, I guess. Um, but Bart decides he's going to jump out the window into the pool and then decides to do it backwards. And unfortunately for him, he ends up in a coma. I'm afraid your son is in a deep, deep coma from which he will never emerge. I guess we should count our blessings. He's not dead. Don't I know it. This way I get to keep billing you. <laughs> Bart, wake up! I got that bike you wanted. <laughs> now, Marge, if you miss your boy that much, you could replace him with one of these. A robot? Wow, a robot kid would be a blast. We could confuse him and make his head explode. This statement is a lie. But if it's a lie, then it must be true. But if it's true, then it must be whoop, 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 kaboom! And a robot would take your mind off your dead son. I thought he was in a coma. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Except this way I get to keep billing you. You already said that. Well, you didn't laugh the first time. Yes, you didn't laugh the first time. Ha, ha, ha. I, yeah, it's, that joke in particular is pretty bad because it just feels like The Simpsons. Oh. It just feels like this show where it's just repeatedly trying to tell us the same joke and being angry at us for not laughing. Um, so they order a little robot. Uh, it looks it, it, named David. It looks like a little tennis, the menace, like a very generic looking kid, which just makes sense. Um, it's a, it, it's perfect. It's ready for Homer to strangle, which that's upsetting. <laughs> It really was. The first time I saw this, I was like, they're not actually making the joke that, you know, so many people demanded this feature that it just works great. Like, ooh, yikes. It's, I, it, it sets up, like, I understand the joke of like, oh, it's Homer, so he strangles Bart. It's less, it's less harmful for him to strangle a robot. But the very fact that like, oh, these robots are meant to be abused, you're like, 
oh no. Um, David does lawn chores for them. He punches Ned. Uh, Lisa's a little worried about the ethical implications until David gives her a shoulder rub. Then she's a okay with all this. They all the family loves David. I mean, to have a little robot servant that. That's the thing. This is not like a replacement son. This is a butler. <laughs> I mean, a butler on top of all kinds of other things. I mean, it, it's basically, I, I don't want to use the slave word, but that's basically what he is because you're not going to pay him. You bought him. I mean, <laughs> the other thing that he's not, th- this is, I think, my biggest beef with this bit, uh, where he's not sentient. He he doesn't have AI. He is not self-aware as far as we, I can tell. He is a, a robot, full-on robot, not a cyborg, not a android, no self-awareness. He's just do do what I'm told. And he does until it comes time to the, for there to be conflict. I mean, I'm not sure that the family isn't telling him to fight back to, against Bart because that clearly the family likes the robot more they like david more because bart wakes up and bart is just like with laddie all over again (laughs) it kind of is uh bart uh, gets he wakes up and he comes back to the house he's a little upset to find uh, a replacement there more waffles father nice and hot oh mr rebutto david you're by far the best son i've ever had uh-oh. Did you replace me with this tinker toy? Replace is such an ugly word. We upgraded. Bart, we can be friends. Eat my shorts. I will comply. Here, make me a kitty. Uh, David literally eats Bart Bart's shorts. A great joke. I mean, oh, he literally eats his shorts. I get it. Ha ha ha. <sighs> I mean, I don't mind him. Him like the eating shorts thing is kind of eh, but the 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 way he makes him a, a makes a little teddy bear for Maggie. That's not bad. Like it could you just need to true. You just need to develop it a little bit more. Um, which you could say about a lot of the jokes in this episode. If you just develop them like a one more round, they'd be uh, it'd be better. Um. So Bart and David now are like ha- they have a little rivalry. Uh, this this uh, segment gets the, by far the most time among the three, and you can clearly see it here where we get a montage of Bart and David going back to, back and forth, trying to one up each other, and David constantly getting the best of Bart. Um, they we we see them finally at the the family going to the zoo with David, and Bart is going to push David into the bear enclosure what like does bart think the bears are gonna kill a robot i mean bart was never the brightest okay bulb in the fair enough pack, but know? he tries to he tries to he tries to kill david david throws him back uh with like spring it's like a, a very inspector gadget uh type maneuver here throws him into the peacock habitat but matt not your regular peacocks it's mutant peacocks Yep, because this is some kind of weird sci-fi universe. We're going to have mutant peacocks instead of and they have like uh, they have like s- they, they have scorpion tails on them. Why? Because it's dangerous. Because it, they, it's the I mean, you want a real answer, right? It's the best they could do. No, they want. They were like, "What's a funny?" They here. I, I'll tell you. Here's my interpretation of their thought process is like, okay, uh, what's a funny place? A lot of wacky shenanigans can happen that the family would go. Uh, they were going on a, a trip to the zoo. 
Okay, and so and Bart wants to kill David. So how would we do that? Uh, he'll throw him into some dangerous animal pit. Bears. Um, but David gets it back at him, throws him into a pit. Where? But what's a very innocuous animal that we could? And everyone, oh, peacocks. And then what? What if they were mutants? And we do some like visual flair to them. Um, that's all it is. There's not like there is no layers to this. Is just also he does make a, a reference to about uh, gene splicing or something like that. Or this is what we do with stem cells. Stem cells. That's not how that works. No, it's not. Not but, even. Nah, not so even. Funny. Not even close. So whatever. Again, the, the, this episode is very bland. That like there's I had a couple laughs, so that's about it. It's very kind of bland. It's not aggressively offensive, which is like what I would like. It's certainly better than the worst of the Transfer Horrors, but it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, they did that. They did the thing. So we cut directly from the zoo to Homer in the in their future car with with what is supposed to be a surprise. But it's Bart. I'm really sorry, but our family just can't handle both of you boys. I hope that somewhere deep in your databanks, you process fond memories of us. The sad part is, there were times when I actually had feelings for you. I almost felt I was your father. What are you talking about? David feels, and your mother will agree when I tell her, that it's best for our family if you're no longer in it. Uh. We're still going to the toy store, right? And I can pick out as many toys as I want? No toys! There should be a law against abandoning your child. Don't fear us. We're gentle robots who were cast off just like you. I'm not a robot. I'm human. Tell me, young man, what is it like to have feelings? I said I'm a human, not a girl. Ha ha ha! Get it? Because boys don't have feelings. I, I mean, it's at least in character. Right? I'll give it that. That is true. You're not wrong. You're I'll not give wrong. it that. Like that is what Bart would say. It's not terrifically funny, but it is what Bart would say. There's a lot of like a lot of stuff in here is very season one Simpsons. Where it very much is. Yeah, it's very expected sitcommy answers. Um, so he runs into these cast off robots. There is, there is the misdirect that this is supposed to be David at first, but clearly I, every like, I mean, like, Oh, it's not going to be David. It's going to be Bart. So Bart, uh, goes to sleep with all these fun robots. Uh, one's a, I don't mind. The, this is probably the most fun I have in this episode where we see all these weird, like it reminds me of the Futurama episode with the, the those misfit robots that on the Island with Bender on the virtual fake Island in Bender's head. <laughs> Um, but there's like a lawnmower bot and there's a urinal bot. And there's a DJ bot is, you know, a little fun. Um, but they all go to sleep together and then we cut today and it is revealed that Bart is still Bart. He did not just, he is not going to spend time with these robots here. He actually stole parts from them. And, uh, we find out that he is not just going to you know, be a human anymore. I guess he's just modding himself to come back and kill David and Homer. And then that's how this little bit ends. Uh-huh. You told me he was at culinary school. You wanted to believe the lie. Time to destroy the one who did this to me. To get me, you'll have to go through your thoughts. Oh, those were my good pants. 
Well, the important thing is we're a family again. This stinks. I got stubby little robot legs and an ass that's not equipped for an adult diet. Oh. Dad, Dad, wake up. You're not a robot. You're just possessed by the devil. The power of Christ compels thee. <laughs> Work and tell him he can't make it. Woohoo! <laughs> Suckers. I. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Bart returns as a killer robot. Sure. All right. You know, that's something. And uh, he kills, and, and David defends himself using Homer as a shield, and Bart kills Homer anyway. It doesn't really kill him, because I guess you can just replace his blower half with robot parts. But. That's also not the ending because it just is. This is all a dream of a possessed Homer who's really just trying to get out of work. Apparently, I I wrote like I I this is our, literally in our notes. Homer is possessed by the devil? Question mark Why? Question mark Why? Why would you do this? Sentence? Because the skit was thirty seconds too short. Okay, fair enough. That is probably the correct answer, Matt. You're probably correct. Um, but with that, we go to commercial at nine minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, boy. And when we come back, it's time for some classic horror survival of the fattest. Uh, yes, you heard that. I'm I Matt. I'm going to also say you probably you, you got the worst of it. Yours is certainly absolutely the worst of these three. <laughs> it it really is. I actually think the third one is pretty decent. Uh, but this one is just the dumbest thing ever. Um, so. I'm pretty sure most of you, I, I don't know the uh, name of the original story. I, I think it's the deadliest game uh, or the deadliest. Uh, what's the original story, Robbie? I, I think it's called the uh, the dead, deadliest catch. It's about crab fishermen. <laughs> Damn it. You made me Google that. It's the most dangerous. <laughs> it's the most dangerous game is the name of it. The most dangerous game. Okay. That's what it is. All right. Short story. Uh, very yes, A me... very famous short story. I read it in ninth grade, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a middle school, high school uh, that everyone reads at one point or another. Um, but basically, it is uh, some guy hunts people because obviously they're the most dangerous game because they can hunt you back. OK, this guy, this was a time before we had velociraptors. So back then, people were the deadliest uh, game. To be fair. So humans are still deadlier than velociraptors. I'm very sorry. I I mean, yeah, but people are also wussy. It depends on the particular human. Give me question. an assault rifle. Uh, you can throw as many with infinite ammo. Throw as many velociraptors. I was going to say with infinite ammo. The velociraptors don't need ammunition. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, they need a brain. When I put a bullet for it, that's true. But eventually, you run out of bullets. No, how many that's, that's velociraptors are not fight. infinite, Matt? Okay, don't let's not. You're in this scenario. You're like, oh, I just throw velociraptors at you. Well, how many do you got? How are you making these velociraptors, by the way? Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't throw velociraptors because velociraptors are actually kind of tiny. I would probably throw uteraptors. So those are much larger. Um, you should probably. I would probably. I would, I would suggest like get like a. Don't even worry about carnivores. Just get some like the biggest dinosaurs possible because they would probably like. They're still dangerous because they could crush you, and they are much harder to kill. That is true. That is true. Okay. Off of Velociraptor. Very important. Uh, this is tells you how is, much we really like this story is that we're talking about dinosaurs. Anything is better. So I captured the clip that's going to set it all up for you. And then I will explain how dumb it is. 
Dear Homer Simpson, Mr. Burns invites you to a hunting party at his private estate. Parenthesis, sinister laugh, close parenthesis. Please don't accept this invitation, Dad. Hunting is cruel. Honey, animals don't feel death. That was proved by the scientist at Black Angus. No fair. Dad gets to kill wild animals, but I shoot one bird and I have to go to a psychiatrist. Mm, he still thinks that hobo was a bird. So, yes, uh, we can see that Mr. Burns is now going to hunt Homer, uh, along with several others. Lisa makes it very obvious she knows this. And, oh, yes, Bart has killed a man before. Uh, I See, so, man, I don't mind that. This is Trails of Horror. A Trails of Horror episode, like, a bit. I don't mind the fact that they have a joke about Bart killing a man and thinking it was a bird. You know what? That's that's fair. That's fair. I, I chuckled and I was like, oh. This is where that joke belongs. Like, they, the problem is they've done that type of joke many times already in the normal show. And that's when I go, I don't, like, with Gravedigger grave Willie and all, like, that, that like, that oh, exists. Yeah. And, you're like, that's a trail a horror bit. When they make that bit in here, I don't mind it. And this is the, I think this is the most frustrating thing about this segment in particular is that this is a very good idea of Burns hunting the most dangerous game and making it Homer one of the people being hunted. It's the, the execution is the problem. It's exactly it, because this this could be interesting if it was just Homer by himself the entire time and him trying to survive. Uh, but it's it's not. It's Burns having elaborate kills for stupid people, and it just uh. anyway. So uh, it turns out a bunch of Springfield Unites have been invited to dinner. Uh, at Burns' mansion. It's not just Homer. Uh, so he's got uh, a comic book guy is there, Lenny and Carl and Barney and the blue-haired lawyer and Apu and Krusty and Frank and that's the only one I can remember. They see the problem, but there's 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 more than are at that dinner table, by the way, because more people get killed that I don't think we saw at that dinner. They're just out there. There's like at least two dozen people are killed by Burns. Yes, so but th that's who's there at the beginning because uh, we get a whole bunch of very obvious clues um, that oh, uh, Burns is going to monologue. He comes in, he tells them, "Oh, I'm going to hunt the most dangerous game." And then you see uh, Barney, Lenny, and Carl trying to wonder what it is while uh, trophies for their heads are behind them uh, because subtlety is not a Simpsons thing anymore. Um, but at this point, we see the blue-haired lawyer say, hey, you aren't, are you sure you're allowed to do this? And he, Burns replies, oh, you're my lawyer, you tell me. And of course, the lawyer does and even types up a document saying, oh, yes, uh, this is part of Burns' religion. He's going to kill people. And Burns immediately kills him. Like, you know, the idiot ball. Oh, boy. Uh, everyone is holding the it, idiot ball. This it's week. not – again, the idiot ball, I don't mind – like – it's not that the plot is bad in this, man. It's just that the jokes they use, like, this is clearly like, oh, let's just come up with a bunch of jokes. And they went, we, like, it could be more serious. I think that's the other thing. This is the silliest, dumbest thing. And it never, there's never any, like, I don't think that all the deadly segments and Trails of Horror have to be serious. But I think this segment in particular only really works if there is kind of a darker, more serious, a grimmer tone. And it's so silly right from the beginning. And you're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm not really I'm not really worried about if Homer dies or not. I don't care if Homer dies or not. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's a tradition for Homer to die in pretty much every single one of these. Yeah. And and they don't really. So, like, when they win. You make it so it's very silly, and it is not 
going to try and be scary or tense at all, what happens is your jokes have to be really good. You have to be really good and very clever with how you present this and how you kill all these people. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they don't. They they do a, a bad job of it, unfortunately. So... Uh, Let, here, Matt, point, here, uh, Matt, list the kills. Let's get the kills out of the way. This is because this is all that happens. It's just kills. Yeah. Comic book guy gets killed immediately. Because um, he, right he, uh, he doesn't want to run. So they shoot him right away. Yes. Yeah, he says, oh, running for however many hours. Kill me now. And so Burns shoots him. Uh, and then the lawyer draws up the defense. He's killed. Uh, Apu, apparently, Burns smells curry and fear, which, oh, okay. And then we see, uh, I don't remember the death after that. Um, uh, there's a well, whole no, bunch no, more. Matt, 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 Matt. gets shot, and then, and then he immediately reincarnated as a rabbit. Ugh. He gets, like, bur- like Burns smells curry, and then, bur- like, re- like, guys, this is what we're doing? Like, it's not just that it's, like, racist. It's just so, like, it's the... It is like boomer meme racist. It's just like the most, like it's the most face race Facebook racist jokes there are, and it's just like this is like what like the chain mails that my my redneck coworkers used to send around would be like, oh, oh reincarnation, yeah. it's a bunny rabbit, and you're like, oh my god, really? This is this is the Simpsons, and we're doing jokes for Hapu. Any okay. It's just really like it gets it's a really bad taste. And you're like, okay, who yep. boy. Indeed. Uh moving on from racist to just plain stupid. Uh <laughs> we have Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw as himself is apparently covering these murder games. Uh and it's on TV, in fact. And on uh the TV guide, I think. It was, it was a picture of Burns in the exact outfit and car he is chasing Homer. So somehow a TV guide looked into the future. Marge and Lisa are also watching this. Yes, they're watching on TV. Terry Bradshaw has given commentary. His commentary is fine. Terry Bradshaw does a great job of being Terry Bradshaw for this. I don't fault him at all. Uh, we see Krusty about to deliver a joke when Burns kills him and then shoots him a whole bunch more uh, while Mr. Bradshaw comments on the overkill and the unsportsmanlike conduct Burns is showing, of course. Uh, and then Homer uh, is hiding but ruins it by talking out loud. No, no, see, no, the, no, 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 man. no, 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 no. No, no, no. That undersells the stupidity of this. All, oh. all, everyone but Homer are hiding in a tree, and they say, "Oh, that's right." This part, yeah, yeah. They, they say, "Come up here, come up and, here, and save us." And he falls off the tree, and in the process, pulls down it and launches them all, like, uh, like they're like birds is shooting clay pigeons, um, except for Mo, who he misses. He shoots all of them. In midair, and Mo, but I, I like why he misses Mo. Mo is impaled on a weather vane, but instead of dying immediately like everybody else, he pulls out a lottery ticket and scratches it and wins a million dollars. So at this point, Mo says, "Oh, maybe I will live and I can be a millionaire." No, Wiggum immediately lands on him. Where did Wiggum come from? Who knows? It it doesn't matter, but it's just like this is. Like, if this is what it's going to be, like, oh, we need to watch Burns. Like, every single one of these kills needs to be a joke, then. It needs to be really funny. Because that's what it is. It effectively becomes itchy and scratchy. You know? Like, it has to be really entertaining. Yeah, it really does. It has to be really funny. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, there's all these people, 
and you sh- and you kill like ten of them all right here in this very simple like oh it's like clay pigeons, and it's like the dumbest like very basic like not even Looney Tunes would do this really, and you're like okay like why is this and like there is never we don't really follow Homer around much you're just it's not, it's kind of boring and you're like why are we cutting away to Mo doing scratch offs like it's not really. Like, is the joke's like, oh, Moe's has hope. Oh, good. And great. then we destroy it like we great, always do with Mo. Great joke, guys. Real funny. Mm-hmm. So, moving along, uh, we have, uh, let's see. So, oh, yeah, everyone is around a campfire because night has fallen. Homer has turned to cannibalism uh, because it's been, you know, a few hours. Uh, Homer even says that, oh, you know, that there might be bananas in that tree, but they look a little green. So, you know, Homer sticks with cannibalism. I... I, Aha. that's again, guys, this is what we're doing. These are the jokes. Indeed they are. Okay. Uh, and then Burns shows up in a biplane, uh, like the old red Baron and shoots everyone to death around the campfire, except for Homer, uh, who managed to get away because, and it, just everyone knows if you're ever being hunted, don't, don't start a fire. That's just going to tell people where you are. I mean, yeah. watch Rambo guys. That's how yeah. you get hunted. Don't start a fire. I do like, here's the one bit I really like in this. It's it's actually kind of sweet almost because Lenny and Carl have the little moment and Lenny sees oh, a yeah. glimpse of his heaven and it's filled with Carl. That's it's nice. That's nice. I like that. Everyone knows that uh, Lenny's heaven is Carl and Carl's heaven is not Lenny. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. Uh, so then, yeah, yes. Finally, we get Homer using Barney's body as a decoy uh, for Burns, and but then he spoils it and falls out of the tree. Uh, and it's about to be killed by Burns when Marge shows up and hits Burns and Smithers in the head with uh, what else frying pans. Of course, Marge said that's Marge's weapon of choice. Either that or a vacuum cleaner. Ugh. I would have I would have liked her to have like serious weaponry. That's what I thought. That like oh, That's yeah. fun. That's a subversion. Like you expect Marge to be wielding like a, a something from the house. Give her a gun. Give her a machete. Like, if you're going to, like, again, and this is very, this also, this is very bloodless. This whole episode is kind of very bloodless, honestly. There's not a lot of gore. Um, And I, that kind of, and it's in this one particular map, like, when you have turned, basically, you're, it's Saw, right? This is Saw. With Burns killing all these people for, for fun. Like, so you want to make the kills fun, you want to make them all, like, a joke, and you want it to be really bloody and gory, like, itchy and scratchy. It doesn't do that either. He just kind of shoots people a lot of times, and there's not a lot of blood, and it's kind of, it's just boring. Yeah, none of the kills are actually that interesting, which is the only way to make this whole concept interesting. Yeah, like, make it fun. Like, like if I think back to, like, the, this is not that different from the Freddy Krueger, Groundskeeper Willie as Freddy Krueger segment. But that had fun kills in it, like, and it and it's very imaginative and silly. This doesn't really. This is not. And uh, then we get a closing montage where uh, Marge and Homer start to have sex, and we get Terry Bradshaw saying, "Oh, obviously they'll show lots of violence, but they won't. They won't show the sex." And then, oh, look, they're starting to show the sex, Uh, but we can't see it because Terry Bradshaw is is doing commentary, and that that is when we go to commercial, and I'm okay with that. The commercial part, not anything else. Yeah, it's fine. It's an it's an ending. It's an ending that the other two don't get. Um, yeah. Is it a good ending or a bad ending? Eh, it's an ending. It's an ending. It ends. 
Uh, we come back from commercial and did 15 minutes and 26 seconds, which you might say in your head, and you're like, that doesn't seem like a lot of time left. Uh, you'd be correct. Uh, the last... They still managed to waste a lot of it. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't see that. Okay. So the last segment, I've grown a costume on your face, which is based off multiple. There's a lot of different. Yeah, at least this one, uh, the, this title, uh, Sorry, I'm going back to our, our newest episode and the fact that the title means has no bearing whatsoever on the plot. Uh, these titles actually are kind of, you know, relevant to the plot. Yeah, they make sense. But I've grown a costume on your face is based off of like multiple pieces of fiction. There's a Twilight Zone episode. There's movies. There's Buffy uh, did an episode like this where the, every it, it's Halloween. And like, I like that, too. I think uh, this is probably my favorite of the three. Um, I wish it was longer. Uh, they this it is halloween it's it's i this gives you a little bit of that taste of the frame narrative you used to have of everyone dressed up in their own costumes that's fun and you get to see a lot of the townsfolk in lots of different costumes that's a lot of fun um but we see everyone dressed up and there's a i guess a costume contest in the middle of town or whatever it's hard to say sure springfield is a, springfield is a very town central town like it's like oh yeah lots of things happen in this town that everyone is involved in and it always happens in the middle of i guess downtown yeah i wish it would be more like specific like oh it's a halloween festival and we're having our call our costume contest but they just kind of like eh, everyone's here and the and the quimby is giving out a giving out uh, prizes you're like uh, okay uh they do take time to make fun of uh nelson for being poor because he can't afford a real costume and has to make do yes go, go simpsons punch punch way down it's these kind of jokes where I go like that tells me oh these Simpsons writers were never poor, ever. No, they they never even had to struggle for anything. Basically, like oh oh yes, uh, when you were working for the Harvard Lampoon, you you may have had to scrub some dishes. Oh how horrid for you! I don't know. Like I I I, I was multiple. T- there is a long uh, there was a period of my life as a child where I was Nelson, where I was like my my Halloween costume was sewn together by my mother, and she did the best she could. It was not. It was fine. My mom did her best, and I love her. Uh, so we get a kind of a sampling of all the costumes. Uh, the Quimby is dressed up like Mayor McCheese, uh, Frank as Spider-Man, uh, Patty and Selma are two halves of a horse, etc., etc. Um, but we jump right to uh, the, the, the basically jump straight into the contest, and where we have we see the finalists, which are uh, Doctor Hibbert. And what turns out to be an actual witch. And now the finalists for best costume. First, we have Blackula. Oh, because I'm black and I'm Dracula, that makes me Blackula? <laughs> My wife said don't go as Dracula, but I said, Bernice, we live in the 21st century. Send them the standard racist remark apology. They're in the middle drawer. Our other finalist is this hideous witch. <laughs> Congratulations! You have won this $25 Quickie Mart certificate. Sucker! 25 bucks won't buy you half a balance bar. I exaggerate, but really, my prices are very high. Thank you! Wait! Before you leave, we'd all like to know which of our beloved regulars you are under that costume. Lindsay Nagel? Helen Lovejoy? Old Jewish man? No, I'm right here, dressed as my brother Irving. Hey, every day I miss him. <laughs> uh, this is a little awkward because I'm not wearing a costume. I'm a real witch. <gasps> Wait a minute, that's cheating. Burn her! Gift certificate! 
Since you are not technically in costume, you cannot win this award. Rescind my award, will you? You're all gonna pay! Taint of Newton's scum of pond, thou shalt become the guise thou donned. Speak English, moron. I'm turning you into your costumes. Oh, boy. Yeah, old Jewish man and the uh, the depressingness. That's what we need. That's Yeah, that's a little upsetting, but this is probably the most fun that this whole episode has in this segment because everyone turns into their oh, costumes. Sure. Grandpa turns into a gorilla and is swinging around. Breaks his hip and Hibbert flies him away because now he's actually Dracula. Um, dogs eat Mary McCheese. Like the whole town's kind of falling apart because oh, and Nelson po- turned into a raccoon. They re- that that they really had, they Poor had guy. that joke. That was the joke, man. That's why they did all this stuff because they wanted of Nelson course. to turn into a, a raccoon. So Lisa is Einstein. So she's literally Einstein now, I guess. Yep, absolutely. I mean that's pretty good. That's not a bad change. Yeah. Like if I'm no, gonna, I mean they're gonna give they, me they, genius she's gonna be level real smart now, right? Super genius level intellect. Yeah. Um. So Lisa's trying to figure out how to fix it with her 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 quote unquote science. Um. So she can't until she sees Maggie, who was dressed as a little tiny witch, use magic, and she's like, oh. Maggie is a witch now. She can reverse the spell. And I titled my last clip. This one doesn't really end. It just kind of stops. That's the answer. Maggie's a real witch now. She can reverse the spell. I don't want to reverse the spell. I can help the moon and eat rats. want to change either. Now I can pull horses out of the mud. Then girls will like me. And I'm Jared from the subway ads. I'm only a little overweight and sexually ambiguous. Don't listen to them, Maggie. Maggie? Please change me back. This bumblebee has developed an unhealthy obsession with me. I don't want flowers. I am a flower. As for Aputito, I could go either way. Oh well, this still beats being Mo. Okay, this concludes this year's Halloween show. We hope you had as much fun watching our show as the Koreans did animating it. But there's one group for whom every day is Halloween. I'm talking about adult illiterates. For them, trying to read the morning newspaper is more terrifying than any goblin, ghoul, spook, or spirit. So won't you please donate a children's book or something? Together, we can make reading a slam dunk. Dennis Rodman, what are you doing here? Working off a speeding ticket. Happy Halloween, everybody! Okay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, uh, all right. So this is, I, this is where I laughed. I laughed at the parade of characters who is r2d2 I, I think anyone pretending to be a robot robot and going beep boop blink blink like that makes me laugh i don't care what it is like the episode of futurama when when uh when fry does it you know when he thinks he's a robot makes me laugh humans thinking they're robots or are robots i i think it's i don't know why i'm just i just think it's really funny but 
you can't see it, but Maggie just turns everyone into pacifiers, and that's it. That's the episode just ends. Like, it just stops. Like, they don't solve anything. Like, there's no plot in this. There is a setup, and then it just goes, well, we need a, we need this episode to end because we have four and a half minutes. So Maggie turns everyone to pacifiers, and Dennis Robinson's there for some reason. And you're like, okay. Like, normally you'd have, like... In, like, I don't necessarily mind that Maggie is the this deus ex machina, and, and they subvert it by her turning people into pacifiers. It's more that, like, normally there'd be a plot in the middle where Lisa does try other things, and none of them work. And we get a little bit, or, see, like, they go investigate the witch, or they figure out, like, oh, we need magic to counteract this. And so Maggie can do it. But what happens instead is just, like, Lisa sees Maggie do some magic and they let her try. Like mm-hmm. basically. Why didn't here my here's my humble suggestion, Matt. Instead of having two minutes two minutes of one joke and the minute getting a baseball being boring, put it in this segment. Give us two more minutes. Well, but but they had no idea what to do with those two minutes. That's why just, this segment's here. I just said it, Matt. I just said what to do. I just said Right, but what else would they do here? What do you mean, what else would they do? I just said. I feel like they ended this early and put in the other stuff because they had no ending for this. I don't, you keep the same ending. You put stuff more in the middle to have more fun with these characters dressed up as their Halloween costumes. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's the fun part. The fun part is seeing them do all these dumb jokes because Frank is actually Spider-Man and and like Nelson's a raccoon and Milhouse is a bulldozer. Like, Give us more time in this world because Lisa's searching for an answer. So she goes to the witch and she and she takes some of the town with her as muscle. Like literally, she maybe she takes some of the and we get to have more jokes with them just being weird things. That's fun. Maybe she brings Hibbert with her and Hibbert, you know, is a vampire. Like there's so many things like that would be jokes that are funny. All this segment is the funniest stuff is just these these riffs on these people dressed up as costumes. And becoming their costume. Why on earth would you make it the shortest of the three segments? I don't and like, and but have two minutes of a single joke that is, man, baseball is boring. And I'm like, I okay, like that's you can make that joke. I'm not gonna, but doing it for two minutes with Kenny and Kodos, like, can we put two minutes here instead? This is my favorite stuff. It's very short. Um, also. I know that they had no way of knowing at the time, but whoo boy, Jared's from Subway. Oh boy, bad, 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 very bad. Oh boy, you you would think they would go back and maybe like just cut out that bit, (laughs) like forever. This is on Disney. (laughs) This is on Disney Plus. (laughs) That's how I watched it. It's on Disney Plus, and they're just casually, hey, it's Jared from Subway. I bet Disney doesn't know that's in there. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Disney doesn't know a lot of what's on. <laughs> I Yeah, I was like, I bet Disney doesn't. Uh, someone at Disney, if someone let them know that, oh, Jared from Subway is in one of these Simpsons episodes. <laughs> Goodbye. They, they, they took out the Michael Jackson one. Do you think they let Jared in here? No. Goodbye, Good Jared. Point. This episode would just be about t- 15 seconds shorter, and that bit, there'd be a little bit of editing. They'd have to cut around uh, Chief Wiggum. Maybe he wouldn't introduce himself. He'd just be there. Wait, how long is it until someone emails Disney and tells them, you got an episode of The Simpsons with Jared in it? 
Counting down the uh, days. Any comments about him being sexually ambiguous? Oh, Ooh, boy. boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, that's the, that's anyway, the, this episode's over. We're happy now. The episode's over. I It's it's not like... I don't know, man. Like You said the word bad before we started recording. I don't want to call it bad overall. It's just bland. You know, it's just yes, kind of... bland. I, I consider... Most of these episodes, I'm kind of willing to accept them being a little bland. Not Treehouse of Horrors. You don't have to put that much effort into these, I feel like, because they're so short. Just have a concept, nail it for five minutes, and call it good. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's fine. That's really, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is fine. I don't think it's that... It's not certainly not good. It's kind of just like, it's fine. It's all right. You know, it's good enough not to be the worst. That's yeah. largely where I end up. You know, it's not the worst. It's fine. And I think that's might be the enduring legacy of the latter Algene years is like, it's not the worst for mostly most of it. Unfortunately, we are in the worst of it to be we after the movie and after the wait until we get the dish rag episode. Everyone loves the. I mean, yay! <laughs> there you go, Matt. That's what I like. False, false enthusiasm. Um, we don't have to. This episode's are broken. It's a trash of horror. It does what it's supposed to do. Like most of these are. Like I would like. My complaint is that two minutes in the beginning. Like put it towards the fun stuff instead of doing a long joke. Uh, here, th- this is what I'm gonna say, Matt. When you ask, what would they do with that time? And, like, not even giving, like, oh, my specific take is, like, oh, I enjoyed the third segment the most, and it was the shortest. I wish they would have given that two more minutes. My actual answer is be creative. Like, a lot of the time I'm going to – they have that capability. I know, but a lot of the time when you go, oh, what would they do? I'm like, well, be creative. They are creatives. Their job is to entertain me. And when I go, oh, that was boring, they didn't do their job. They need to be more creative. Do it like think of something that I can't be more creative, but it's not broken. It's fine. With Treehouse of Horror, they'd have to really mess up for it to be broken. Yeah, they'd have to work real bad. Work real bad. Work real both. They'd have to work real hard and work real bad for that to happen. So uh, with that, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments News Group is where I uh, I ask our Patreon subscribers, our patrons, uh, for their opinions on the episode and see what they thought. Uh, lots of good ones. Appreciate everyone who answered. First from Tim. I think it was about this point in the show's history when I compared the Trios of Horror segment to somebody who has sent out a form letter at Christmas for the 16th year in a row. Really, the best thing to do at this point would have been to retire the idea, but failing that, it'd make far more sense to expand on one idea rather than trying to cram three Sound familiar? If I had to pick the best of the three, I guess I'd put Survival of the Fattest at 38, with the other two jostling for position at about 42 or 43. Uh, mm, Swing and a miss this time, Uh, Tim. We all put Survival. I'm sure we both like Survival of the Fattest, at least. Um, Next from Benjamin. Like you say, the nice thing about episodes like this is they are short segments. I don't really mind these and even laughed a few times, which is more than I can say for the recent run of episodes. For me, it goes I've grown a costume, B.I., and then Survival of the Fattest. Overall, an average chance of horror. There you go. Next. Benjamin knows us. Next. Old Peeny Can Joey JoJo's Junior Shabanoo Snrub. 
I always enjoy the name. Uh, one of the better post-classic Treehouse installments in my book. Opener was cathartic for fans who had to wait out baseball-related delays for Simpsons episodes. The AI parody tells a complete story, already for post-golden years, stress horror, and puts a nice Simpsony spin on the source material. The most dangerous game segment is sadly unfunny slash racist garbage. But the Become Your Costume segment, while more of an extended sketch than a real plot, is a good excuse for a raft of chuckle-worthy gags. I agree completely on the third thing. There's not really a plot. Um, next from Brian. In 2019, I did a day-by-day day marathon of all 30 Trails of Horror episodes and Halloween of Horror. Ranked all of the Trails segments much like y'all here. Like, much like y'all are, here is where Trials 16 landed. Uh, Bartificial Intelligence, 71 out of 90. Seem to remember liking Bartificial Intelligence more than that ranking shows. I like the beginning, but once Bart ends up with the robots, I'm no longer a fan. I think I'm the opposite. Uh, Survival of the Fattest, 79 out of 90. Don't remember this one super well, but I clearly didn't think very highly of it. Um, I've got a costume on your face, 38 out of 90? That's uh, that's pretty good. 38's pretty good. Um I like the person magically turned into a costume they're wearing tropes. This one is a lot of fun. However, everyone turning into pacifiers in the end. Dennis Rodman definitely leave a sour taste. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, from Derek. Trails of Horror under Al Jean would eventually become just as bland and vapid as the main show. And I think this is the first outing where it's really apparent. It's especially disappointing given that the premises for the segments have promise. A, blood a bloodthirsty murderous Mr. Burns hunting down her characters and everyone turning into Halloween costumes has the potential to be to bring the macabre, the fun, and the visual flair of the classic Trails of Horrors. But last, it's wasted. This is all just empty nothingness that you forget about as soon as it ends. So true. Yeah, mostly. I think I'm mostly going to forget. Poor Nelson. That's probably going to end up remembering, actually, Matt. It's just like, man, Nelson got, it's got bad. Um, That's it uh, for the reviews this week. Thank you guys for your input. And I will post again, ask again for next week's episode. So if you're a patron, please let me know how you, what do you think about it? We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is the weirdest home ready parents? What is the weirdest home ready your parents used on you? I, I, I was, I was, I don't know. Some of them are, some of them are reasonable. And then some are deep question marks. Uh, Matt, take it uh -huh. away. All right. Uh, first up from Andy. Uh, whenever my sister and I got the hiccups, my mom would tell us to get a spoonful of sugar. It always seemed to do the trick. Once I had kids and made that suggestion to one of them in front of my wife, I got the strangest look. Does that actually work? Because I would I would love to have an there's actual no, remedy. There's no remedy. There's no actual remedy for hiccups. Like, okay. They All of them are... Whatever works, works. I, as far as I know, the last time I actually looked into this is like, sometimes... Like, sometimes doing this would work because sometimes random holding a breath will work. Or I used to look straight up and say watermelon. And sometimes it works because sometimes it works, but they don't know why. Yeah, that's fair. I've tried to hold my breath. That does not work. I, I've tried to hold my breath while running. That tends to work, but it's also a little stressful on myself. But, you know, <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, going on. Uh, Tim, uh, whenever we had a cold, we'd get chicken soup infused with a nuclear level hot sauce. We'd suffer incredibly for an hour as we sweated it all out. But I will say that more often than not, our illness wound up being short-lived and it felt great afterwards. And gave me a lifelong appreciation for the power of habanero. So true. Most soups could use a little little spice. What? Uh, whoa, 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 Who are you? Who is this man? I like spicy things. That's, I don't, 
every time, Matt, every time I've gone out with ETU and there's pe- any kind of chili pepper involved, you just, all you complain, oh, it's so bitter, I can't take it. Not for hot sauces, no. I can't even think of what you're referencing. Matt, I, here. Uh, I'm not uh, a big fan of sriracha. It's too sweet for me. <laughs> you're such a weirdo. What? I will, here is a specific memory I can place. We were at Four Rivers and you didn't like their cornbread because there are jalapenos in it. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, those kind of peppers. I'm a, I'm thinking like actual hot sauces. I I enjoy spicy hot sauces. I do not enjoy peppers of any type because they are are very bitter. But once you distill it down into a sauce, then it's fine. You, you're, I think you're a replicant. I think something. Guys, I want to, this is a this is a clear demarcation point. I don't know if you know this, Robbie, but evolution is really bad at you know keeping good things going. So it, it's very likely my taste buds got destroyed halfway through you know production. As you age, your taste buds do do vanish. So you are more. Yeah. Everyone is more prone to enjoy hot sauce because it's something. <laughs> it's that a, is true. It is, is a sensation. Anyway, moving on uh, from Derek, telling me there's nothing wrong with me and sending me to school anyway. I mean, I'm 24 now and still kicking with 100% school attendance record. So I guess it's not an ineffective home remedy. That's that's the one I got a lot. Ah, uh, you're fine. Go to school. That's not. That's not. Uh, no, that's not good. Don't do that. You should no, let, it's don't not, don't it's do that. Don't do that. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, from Matt Energy Turtle, my mom wasn't much for home remedies, but whenever I had to do standardized testing, she always made me cream of wheat for breakfast. Like it was a magic potion that would make me do better on the test. She doesn't say it didn't, so I'm gonna go ahead and assume that it did make her do better. All our listeners are very uh, successful and very intelligent, and, cream and very good looking as well. Yeah. Also true. All of those things. Exactly. Uh, from Matt, better call them all. Uh, it's tomato soup. If me or my brothers weren't feeling well, we always had tomato soup. I still have tomato soup if I'm feeling under the weather, but now I add Tabasco sauce to give that extra kick. I am not a tomato sauce fan or a tomato soup fan. I'm assuming you are not giving your hatred of tomatoes. I like tomato soup. So is it a texture thing with tomatoes? That you're yes. Eating? I don't like, I okay. don't like fruit that's aren't, I don't like anything that has the texture of fruit, but is not sweet. So I don't like mushrooms or olives. Like I bite into an olive. You think tomatoes have the texture of fruit. Yeah, it's like an orange. What's how? What? If I bite into a tomato, how is it different than biting into it like a peeled orange? Hmm. I'm but trying to find an error with your thing, but I can't. Honestly, I don't you're, orange. You're pretty, but right. you bite into an orange, it's sweet. You bite into a tomato, it's like tangy and weird and juicy and like, ugh. like I like. Yeah, you know, there are some old people that will tell you that tomatoes are sweet. And I just want. I just look at them strangely. I, I mean, I like tomato soup though because it's just it's it's just soup. There's no bits. And I mean, I will also say. I I'm gonna okay to be perfectly honest. I like grilled cheese, and I n- pretty much never just have tomato soup. I only have tomato soup with grilled cheese. That's so it, fair. It's probably really me saying I really like grilled cheese. A tomato soup is nice for it to, for me to dip it into. Exactly. Exactly. There. Yes. All right. There you go. There, there we go. All right. From at hippie 200. I think my lucky stars. She never used them on me. My mom told me that their mom would always make her and her brother drink onion milk and eat fish liver oil when they were sick. I'm grateful my mother didn't repeat that mistake. Onion oh. milk. What's onion what is milk? onion milk? Onion milk. Jenny, please tell us what is onion milk? Onion oh. milk. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Onion milk. What is onion? Onion milk is onion. It's is it onion water? I guess. Yeah, it's like all the the stuff that cooks off boiled onions. Ooh. Or I don't know. Maybe it might be something she might be referencing something entirely different. I don't know. I don't like how it sounds. Don't like it. No. No. I'm I'm, I'm going to come down as a no overall. 
uh, from at Nathan Fox. Uh, cream soda when I had food poisoning. Didn't have the food poisoning and now have a massive aversion to cream soda. Well, that's just sad because cream soda is amazing. I'm very sorry for you, Nathan. I, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Matt. Now, now this raises even more questions for me. What's that? You just said sriracha is too sweet, but you like cream soda, which is basically just sugar. Right. Cream soda is, or as it's cream soda, <laughs> uh, sriracha is too sweet for a hot sauce. Like it's a weird combination for me. I, I don't like spicy sweet things. Uh, I, again, I know I'm weird. I don't like sweet things with spicy things. That's not weird, but I I don't like spicy sweet things either. That's mostly because I don't really like spicy things that much. I just want sweet. Just give me a. I don't want. With, like I get handed a chocolate bar and then I taste. They're like, mm, "This tastes good." I taste it. I like, taste. It. I'm like, "This burns." Why on earth would yeah, I want no. a chocolate bar that burns me? Also, that's terrible. I'm so sorry that you that the the cure for food poisoning is water, water and time. Unfortunately, yeah. I always had luck with uh, Sprite and crackers for food poisoning, um, but you know, in very small quantities. Those are actually more of a test than an actual cure. Anyway, Robbie, what is yours? Funny you mentioned Sprite, Matt, because mm. it's Sprite. That's what my mother would always. It doesn't matter how I, what kind of sickness I had. If I if I felt bad, have some Sprite. Sprite will fix it. Have some Sprite. Oh, you have a cold and your nose is stuffed up. Have some Sprite. Oh, your tummy hurts. Have some Sprite. You have a fever. Have I mean, some Sprite. Okay, the first two I was on board with. I don't know how it's supposed to help a fever. It's going to keep you hydrated, I guess. It's supposed. To, I don't. I think it really. My mom just is like, it, he likes Sprite. Let's let him have some Sprite. He'll be quiet. Yeah. Exactly. It'll, this is. It won't fix anything, but he'll feel better because he gets to drink something he enjoys. I was always more of a Sprite kid. Now I. I don't really like Sprite that much. I love. I just will drink soda all day if I could. Matt, what is your answer? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the weirdest one I had was, like I said, every time we were sick with anything involving stomachs, it was Sprite and saltine crackers, and that was it. And that's the, not I mean, that it didn't weird. really help anything, but that's it's not, not that weird. weird. That's the closest I got. I mean, that and the, oh, you're fine. Go to school, uh, which, again, don't do not do that, please. It just spreads sickness. <laughs> no, I think my, I mean, it's it's not that Sprite, my mom gave me Sprite. My mom just gave me Sprite for, like, that was, this is one, also here, I we were poor. I, or not, I, wanna, I don't want to use the word poor. We were lower, lower middle. We occupied the same area as like season one Simpsons. Um, and I never I never had it that bad, but we just couldn't afford a doctor visit. So we didn't have insurance. So it was Sprite. Sprite's cheap. <laughs> Sprite will fix you. Mm-hmm. Um, next week's question. What is your go to Halloween movie? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. You're watching a movie for Halloween. What is what do you what's your pick? Doesn't I whatever that whatever that means for you. What do you want for Halloween? What are you watching? Give me that's what I'm asking. I'll post this question on our Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And I also post this question on our Patreon, but I post it publicly, so if you want to answer there, you can. Uh we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me. I don't like that. I'm not a fan. I have a small one. However, I am the reigning champion. That's who you are. You ready for an easy question, Matt? Ready. These are all from Treehouse of Horror number two. Number two. Oh, goodness. Back in season three. Holy cow. Uh, Easy question. Burns and Smithers harvest 
whose brain in Homer's nightmare? I, I believe it is Homer. That is correct. All right. Your uh, questions are all from uh, uh, Springfield with the dollar sign, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what celebrity singer does Bart pick up at the airport? Uh, that'd be uh, Robert Goulet. You are correct. What did what does he say? Uh, what's the name of his agent? Um, Bart says his agent tells you your agent t- told you to shut up or Mitzi. That's what Nelson says when he arrives. The yeah, but what is what is what what does Robert Goulet say back? He says, "You know, this is almost my question." And I thought, "Nah, he'll know that." Damn. All right, your meaning question, Matt. What are Bart, Lisa, and Marge dressed as in the Frame Story? What are their costumes? Frame Story, Treehouse of Horror, two, um, Peanuts characters. That's not your answer. You're just it's make... not okay. It's not. That's incorrect, Matt. They are not Peanuts characters. Aww. Bart is an executioner. Lisa is a totem pole, and Marge is dressed as the Bride of Frankenstein. Dang, I remember a Treehouse of Horror where Bart is Charlie Brown, Lisa is like. Peppermint Patty or something. Is that not this one? No. Oh, okay. All right, never mind then. All right, your medium question. That's, what do the that, microbes... Matt, 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 on... that's, that's, it's the Grand Pumpkin Millhouse segment of Trios Horror number 19. Oh, wow. I'm that's, way off then. That's not... Yes. Come not... up. <laughs> All right. I've, I've been re-watching like, the, the, the episodes ahead of us, like, and apparently I got some wires crossed. Anyway, mm-hmm. what do the microbes on Smithers' face say? They say something. Um, this is Bur- Burns is imagining them, so it'd be whatever Burns would think they would say. Um, I don't. I have honestly no idea. I'm gonna guess. Uh, we're coming for you, Monty. Ooh, sorry. It is Freemasons run the country. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I got it. Your hard question, Matt. According to Bart in his nightmare. Who was the country's first president? According to Bart. Oh, God. It's on, it's on the test sheet. Um, I know who is discovered by, but I could not tell you who the first president is. It was discovered by some guy, but I have no idea who the first president was. It is Eat. Eat. Oh, yeah, it's for, part of Eat My Shorts. Of course. Yes. <sighs> Sad face. All right. Anyway, uh, your final question. Who does Burns get to replace Robert Goulet when Bart steals him? Krusty the Clown. I'm sorry. It is he just begin the thawing of Jim Neighbors. Oh right, I don't. I remember. No idea who that was. I had to look up. Not a big Jim Neighbors fan. And not particularly. I didn't. Even, he was Gomer Pyle, as I understand it. He was indeed. And that's that. That's all I know. I'm sure he did other things, but. All right, let's rank these babies. Wait, 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 Matt. Matt still has a three point lead on me, which I do not appreciate. I'm still the reigning champion, though. I'm going to say that one more time. Um, eventually, Matt, we're going to invest in a really nice championship belt that we'll carry. That we'll <laughs> that we just mail back and forth we'll to each be, other. We'll transfer back and forth. I'll give it to you during Christmas time. Um, oh. you, well, there, were, Matt. See, the thing is, there probably won't be that much mailing back and forth because you just will have it for like nine tenths of the time. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm asking him. I just heard your cat meow, Matt. I, just, I, just, <laughs> I know, that's true. It's, it's in her time. Sorry. I was just, I just, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm asking her. Uh, I just get, I just get the, the, your, your, your cat's going to be on the podcast. Uh, let's rank these guys. 
Uh, All right, of, so what we say, 38 would be a good spot? <laughs> let's see. Uh, Bartificial Intelligence. Um, yeah, I think around mm, the 40s or something would be pretty good. Mm, the Scary Tales... Scary Tales can come true, I think, is better than this. Yeah, what do we think about Frankenstein, where Frank brings his dad back as a Frankenstein? I, it's, I think it's very close to each other. I don't know. Frankenstein's not that funny, but there is like a certain novelty to having Jerry Lewis. Yes. For I sure. think this is definitely better than In the Belly of the Boss. I think it is up to up to Frankenstein. Um, I think Frankenstein's better. Just by smidge. It's just that I think the novelty of Jerry Lewis makes it better. I absolutely agree. Okay. So that's number 40. That's artificial intelligence. My other my other question about that of the about that segment Matt, is did they just come up with artificial intelligence and then design a segment around it? I mean, I think so. I mean, it does kind of uh, have something to do with the movie, but not not really. Yeah. Survival of the fattest is next. I'm going to say that's below in the belly of the boss. Oh yeah. Um, the Ned zone. Uh, I would say it's right beneath. I know what you did. did and right above ghost to dad because ghost dad is real dumb. Yeah. Ghost bad is real bad. I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, how does I know what you did? Italy did. end? Isn't that the one where they sing Christmas songs? Let's say Happy Halloween, and that's the Charlie Brown thing. Ned turns into... They find Ned. He lived because he was bitten by a werewolf. He turns into a werewolf and kills Homer. That is how that ends. Oh, that's that. Okay, so I'm thinking of a different one then. So, yes, it just ends in Homer's death. Okay. Mm, Yeah, I I don't know. That's not that great. Um, Well, Survival of the Fast is pretty bad, too. I think, yeah. I'll put, it, I'll put a survival of the fast below. Stop yawning, okay. Matt. You're going to make me yawn. Sorry. I yawn when I'm hungry. You are an enigma. Uh, I know. I fi- know. Finally, I've grown a costume on your face. This is probably my favorite of the three. It, For sure. It's just like it said among our Patreon uh, viewers, it's more of a sketch than it is a full story. Yeah. But true. Uh, I would probably put this. Probably above Reaper Madness, at least. That's what I, was thinking. I actually like Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores pretty well. Uh, it's good. Reaper Madness is not as good. Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores is kind of is the same issue where it's kind of just a sketch. It's not quite a plot, um, and it's also not. Everyone remembers just don't look, but there's not really anything else to that episode. There's nothing much there that segment, but. I still think this is not as good as that, but it is certainly I would might prefer to the three because it's the funniest. Um, it's the only time. It's the, my only laughs in this in this episode are from the third segment. So, are you okay with it? Right below Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores, I am perfect with it right there. Okay, I've grown a costume on your face. New number thirty four on the list. That is. New number 34, we have Artificial Intelligence at 41, and Survival of the Fattest at 45. Um, Another year, another season, another Trails of Horror um, ranked. Uh, we don't need to shoot this out of the cannon. Trails of Horror are already firmly... Hard cannon, yay! They're already firmly out of the cannon, luckily enough. So we don't have to worry about that. 
Um, Robbie, what's next week? Oh, Matt, asking all the important questions. Marge, I've never, I mean, I haven't seen these episodes, so I'm going to be perplexed by all of them, but Marge's son poisoning. Yeah, that is like the worst name ever. Bart rebels against Marge, and then they he tries to make it up to her. Basically. Which is honestly not, you know, a plot we've gone to a ton compared to Marge and Homer split up. But, you know, we'll work with it. <laughs> That's next week. Watch along with us. You can leave a review if you're a Patreon subscriber. Uh, and that'll do it for us this week. You can find all this stuff at our website, thesimstershow.com. There's links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel just came out, Regrowth. It is Crichton meets Cronenberg in a near-future underground lab with a lot of uh, arms being regrown and weird body horror stuff uh, and, and, and science fiction suspense and underground labs. and I like it you should buy it i'd appreciate you if you bought it uh you heard it's probably this will probably be the last week i include the spiel the beginning of the show i appreciate everyone who has already purchased it um uh, i think that's all all i mean i do so many things but that's enough um matt does not participate in social media you will not find him that's true i spend all my time raising adorable kittens which we have this week yay uh, if you enjoy adorable kittens and their stories of growth, uh, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, uh, because that's what I spend all my time doing instead of, you know, actually posting. It's a, I'm, uh, unsurprisingly, I'm pro-kitten. What? I never would have guessed that. I know, I'm pro-kitten, so I agree with Matt, you should do that. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.